Hey there, you are watching and listening to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning back in today. We are moving into part three of what? A Pharisaical Christmas, a unique look at the power of traditions. I don't have any music playing, any any bells to ring or anything like that. Uh, my son joked about, you should wear a green and red shirt, Dad. That'd be hilarious. Um, but anyway, I don't want to be too lighthearted about it. And also, I don't want to be an ogre about it and spoil everyone's fun. But friend, are we here to please our Father or not? And for any of you who are wholeheartedly ready and willing to the best that you can, which is what what's, what we we are asked of and expected to to fulfill. If you're ready to abandon the traditions and man-made idolatry that you've been handed, then yes and amen, let's go. Let's do it. That's the goal of this today. Um, this is going to be a conclusion, is my plan, as we do part three here of a unique look at the power of traditions. Now, I told you we're going to look at Joshua 24 and 2 Kings chapter 22, and so let's go ahead and do that. Um, read the text right away. Now, therefore, fear Yahweh and worship him in sincerity and in truth. Get rid of the Elohim, the God, the little G gods, that your fathers had worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt, and worship Yahweh alone. If it seems bad to you to worship Yahweh, then choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Do you, do you, do you realize the, the it's almost comical it's almost like, look, you know who the Elohim of all Elohims is, and you also know the little E Elohim that you brought along with you and tucked in your pocket and in your bag from Egypt. You know the difference. You know they're not the same, and you know that the Elohim of all, of all Elohims detests your idolatry. But you know what? If you don't want Yahweh alone and you want your little E Elohim and him, that's fine. But... Things will not go well with you. Let's continue. If it seems bad for you to worship Yahweh, then choose for yourselves today whom you'll serve, whether the whether the Elohim that your fathers worship beyond the river, or the Elohim or the of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will worship Yahweh. It is always a choice. It is always a choice. It will be one or the other. We will exalt and honor. Elohim of all Elohims, or our other little Elohim, like Christmas and Easter and Easter ham <laughs> that we just want to tuck under our arm and put in our bag and just go through life wearing a Christian t-shirt talking about how free we are. Friend, it will be one or the other. Again, what does the entirety of the word of Elohim say towards these matters? Translation. If you want to follow the traditions of men instead of the traditions of Yahweh, that's fine, but you must choose. You, friend, individually must choose, just like me. I will look at these things from beginning to end and understand the best I know how with the help of other brothers and studying and commentary and praying and the Holy Spirit teaching me all things. Yes and amen. But I will have to make a choice. I will have to. We all have to make a choice. One cannot do both. The unbelieving Pharisees that chose their own tradition over Yahweh's killed the very Messiah that they claimed to be awaiting. Do we understand the irony of that? Okay? <laughs> they rejected him entirely when he was right in front of their noses because of the power of their traditions, friend. Let that sink in, please. 
Because I'm sure everybody who would listen would say, I'm not like the Pharisees. Are you kidding me? I'm a Christian, man. I'm in Jesus. I'm not like the Pharisees. Friend, the whole point of this entire series is going to be pointing out the fact that we're not that different. If we cling to our own man-made traditions, everything Yeshua said to them is, is exactly the same as he would say to us. There's no way around that. You can't excuse it, nor can I. We are responsible to decide. They reviled the very son of Elohim because they were convinced that their own traditions were right and more important than the law and the prophets that they knew so well. And as we already explored, their unwillingness to let go of their own traditions literally nullified and made to no effect the very word of Elohim itself. They, perhaps more than anyone else ever, were absolutely sure that they were doing what was right and pleasing to Yahweh. Again, let that sink in. These were not just horrible, wretched, evil men. These were men who served the body of Yahweh Elohim, his people, okay? These were men that, like, by function, were carrying out very important things. They were preserving the Torah. They were teaching it in the synagogues. They were reading the law and the prophets. They're, they're training people. They're teaching their children, Okay? Forget all the movies you've seen and all the angry men who were just running around throwing things and hating Jesus. They couldn't face the fact that Yeshua was calling out their traditions that they loved so much that they put into place to guard and protect Yahweh's Torah. They thought they were doing Yahweh a favor, people. They thought they were doing good. They thought they were doing what was right by preserving Yahweh's ways. But then their law and traditions got exalted above Yahweh's ways and then made Yahweh's ways null and void. And friend, I'm just going to bluntly say, is that what's happened with Christianity's promotion of Christmas? We have to ask that question. And if you and anywhere in your heart say, maybe, stop right here, turn off the video, cry out to Yahweh and ask him to show you, convict you. Holy Spirit, bring conviction. Show me something in my heart that's off and I had no idea. I'm not proposing Christians who, who celebrate, keep, memorialize Christmas or, or evil, hell-bent, you know, revilers who can't stand the truth. I'm not saying that in any way. What I am saying is, in many ways, we've been ignorant because we just love tradition and we're blind to everything else, even Yeshua himself, because we're grabbing on to traditions that we love so dearly. We have to consider that. 2 Kings chapter 22. We're going to see a, a biblical text that I think drives home my point right here. It's one that shows us a great example of how one should respond when he is presented with truth, sees his error, and willingness willingly chooses to humbly yield to Yahweh's commands. It's a boy named Josiah who became king when he was eight. Okay, Second Kings chapter twenty-two. We're told some very interesting things at the outset of his reign, so pay attention. Josiah, quote, did what was right in the eyes of Yahweh, and he walked in all the ways of his father David, not really his blood father. We know how that works in Older Testament kings. He, Josiah, turned not against 
or turn not aside, rather, to the right or to the left. So this is an upright man, young man. At eight years old, he becomes king. I can't even imagine that, but he becomes king. And, 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 and so fast forward into year 18 of Josiah's reign. Not when he's eight, excuse me, 18 years old, but 18 years in, okay? So he'd be, excuse me, he'd be 26. Again, a man walking right in the eyes of Yahweh in accordance to all that he knew, underscore, highlight, bold, italics, okay? He was walking right in the eyes of Yahweh in accordance to all that he knew at the time. But then something happened. Something incredible happened. Something awesome. Something that changed everything forever. Verse 8 of 2 Kings chapter 22. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found a scroll of the Torah in the house of Yahweh. And the, the scribe, Shaphan, he begins to read it in the presence of King Josiah. And what happened? Friend, we've got to please let this sink in. Please. And I'm not saying this is equal to me standing up and reading the Torah that you've never heard before, but this is metaphorically a bullseye. They find the Torah scroll, and they present it to the king, and he says, read it, please. So the scribe begins to read it in the presence of the king. Verse 11, when Josiah heard the words of the book of the Torah, this upright man who walked in the ways of his father David and turned not aside to the right or the left and did what was right in Yahweh's sight now, he heard the book of the Torah, and he tore his clothes and then he commanded Hilkiah the high priest and said this, Go inquire of Yahweh for me and for all the people and all of Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. Why? What's the big deal? For great is the wrath of Yahweh that burns against us. Oh, I pray this is making sense. Why? Why is he so moved by this, this, this discovery of this mysterious book of the Torah. Why is he so alarmed? Because our fathers have not listened to the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Friends, this is what a man that is right in the eyes of Yahweh does when he hears the truth and his traditions are revealed to be opposing Yahweh's ways. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what the word of Elohim is crying out to say to us? A revelation comes by the hearing of the Torah and, a, and an upright, godly king who's right in the eyes of Yahweh has a light come on and he says, we're not right. Let's read the text again. Great is the wrath of Yahweh that burns against us. What? I thought he's upright in the eyes of the Lord. So what's the problem? Our fathers have not listened to the words of the Torah to do according to all that's written concerning us. He had an identity reality, an identity revelation. And friend, that's what I'm saying has to happen to Christianity. We're talking about Christmas, yes, but this is just a component of the whole issue. Christmas is just one little fruit on the tree of the problem. 
We don't know who we are, and thereby we don't know whose we are, and we don't know his ways. We don't know his commands, and just like this, we've not known his Torah. And so when it comes, when it comes, which is happening all over the earth right now, all over, millions of people, a revelation of Torah, feast and Sabbath, is coming into view for millions of people, friend, right now. Most Christians don't even know it exists because they're saying what? They're saying this. I said this, friend, in my own words. Our fathers have not listened to the words of the Torah to do according to all that's written concerning us as a people. We've been ignorant. How have we not known? We've, to make this metaphor clear, we've been doing Christmas and Easter, and I had no idea. We've been in rebellion to Yahweh's ways, and thereby his wrath burns against us. I didn't even know. Friends, this could change someone's life. (sighs) Teshuvah, repentance, came to King Josiah at the arrival of the revelation of Father's perfect Torah. Likewise today, acknowledgement that our Christian fathers have neglected the commands of Torah, but have instead instituted a false religion with its own festivals and traditions, like Christmas, is needed. A revelation, an acknowledgement, a confession, and a repentance must come to walk in the Father's ways, to do what Yeshua told these non-believing Jews. To say, y'all just don't get it. Your eyes have been blinded because you want your traditions so bad, you have no idea what's right under your nose. And in their case, the very Messiah himself. We have been no different. We're so satisfied by the fake that we ourselves have created and fashioned with our very own hands. Idolatry. We don't even need the real. We've been convinced the real doesn't even really matter now. In fact, they're indiscernible, the false in the real. Who really knows? God knows my heart. It's very dangerous. But Christmas is not biblical, friend. It's not. Period. As I started back in part one, no one can take any other human being to a chapter and verse where Yahweh, Yeshua, has told us to memorialize and celebrate his birth. To tie this all together, the unbelieving Pharisees were presented the truth and chose their own traditions. Likewise, we have to make that choice here today in our own lives, for our own children and grandchildren. Christmas was never instructed to be observed in the entire Bible. Never. Not once, not by Yahweh, not by Yeshua himself, not by the prophets, not by the apostles, no one ever. Yet again, the feasts of Yahweh that were instituted, endorsed, and celebrated by all of the above that I just mentioned are somehow deemed not for Christians today. Those aren't for us. We have our own holidays now. And friends, what am I saying? That is exactly what the non-believing Pharisees said to Yeshua himself. 
the power of traditions is strong. I propose that Christianity's man-made traditions have equally nullified the very word of Elohim, like Yeshua told us in the Gospels. Just like the non-believing Pharisees did, that Christianity claims to loathe. Oh, the Pharisees. <laughs> Fools. Fools missed Messiah. Didn't even see him. Didn't even recognize him because of their own rules and ways. Hmm. Traditions are very strong. Friend, today you must choose. It's in your court. We, we can justify anything here on earth um, with the proper placement in our heart of justification towards a matter. We can. But a man whose heart is like King Josiah, who is towards Yahweh, will literally cry out and rend his clothes on the floor, saying, what in the world have we done? Our fathers have not listened to Yahweh's words and commands. Remember back in the words of Ecclesiastes, after everything's said and done, what do you do? I want to quote it. When all's been heard, fear Yahweh and keep his mitzvot, his commands. What did Yeshua say? You've left Father's mitzvot, his commands. You've walked away from them. Why did they walk away? Because you want to cling to your own man-made traditions, friend. You're going to have one or the other. So whose traditions will you memorialize? Do you do feasts and Sabbath? Why not? Well, that's not for me. I'm not Jewish. Okay, so are you Christian? Because Christianity is rooted, established, and birthed out of a state church that said, you know what, we're starting new traditions now. And everything that preceded, it's in the Bible. It's Yahweh-endorsed. And Yahweh established, but we're harnessing the church now, and we're making our own traditions now. We're going to worship on the day of the sun, and we're going to celebrate Resurrection Day. We don't need a Sabbath day. And friends, that is in fact the tradition you have been handed on a silver platter, and most every Christian gobbles up each and every Christmas morning with delight. But I challenge you to step away from Christianity's man-made holidays, traditions that nullify Elohim's word, Christmas itself. Leave behind the pharisaical Christmas, friend, and be willing to take a hard look, I mean a hard look, at the power of traditions in your own life. It's in your court for you to consider. I, I pray you consider it hard and choose well. Because, friend, all this stuff, whether it's now or in my great-great-grandchildren's lifetime, I don't claim to know. Either way, we're, we're individually responsible right here, right now, to properly handle the revelation that has been given to us in this incredible word of Elohim from beginning to end. So, friend, consider that, won't you? I just want people to be free. I've found freedom in my Father's feast and Sabbath. There's no words to describe it. I try to when, when I'm given the time. 
but I pray you will consider that. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're doing what? What are we doing? We're rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for riding along a little bit here during this three-part series. Join us for whatever's next. There's tons of stuff brewing. I've just got to get it done. Um, Takes a long time. Uh, Thank you so much for watching. 